Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So it's uh, all for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, villains, and welcome to For the Love of Pomegranate podcast. It's Neil and Paddy back again, and uh, we had to give that one, that last one against United, 24 hours to to reduce the simmer, I think. It would be fair enough to say, Paddy, uh, well, I, I've reduced the simmer. <laughs> I don't know about you, but uh, that was... No, a I'm still boiling. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was a, bit of a, a bit of a ball breaker. I haven't watched any football since, um, since because, to be honest with you, look... <sighs> We were we were we were full value for a point, but uh, kind of left a kind of a sour taste in my mouth that it's the same thing every time. But what can you do? The result is over, and uh, look, it's the United game we're talking about, guys. And uh, obviously, we're just going to jump two foot in and uh, and talk about that VAR decision. And Paddy, the floor is yours because uh, I don't have I don't have the will nor the energy to to replay it over my mind again. Well, before we get on to the VAR decision, your mind needs to go a couple of minutes beforehand when uh, oh, yeah. um, that ball it, it appears that Paul Pogba is giving out to Luke Shaw telling him he needs to go down, which just goes to show that a couple of minutes later, yeah. he goes down so bloody easy. And I actually think it's disgraceful that carry on on the pitch to be doing that so blatantly. And it's bringing the game into disrepute and there should be something done about it. But it's Man United, so nothing will be done about it, which is the very reason why we're talking about but, this VAR decision. And Paddy, Pogba smart. Pogba smart. Don't forget that. Gary Neville said that on uh, on uh, on commentary. Pogba smart. So everybody needs to, needs to get that shit out of their mind. No, no, no. Can't say anything bad about him. He was smart. That's... <laughs> That's what annoyed me so. The, the very reason that Gary Neville is talking about it is more reason to be infuriated that Sky <laughs> is so biased in all of the drivel that they throw at us. But look, let's, let's get into it. Um, my, my opinion, everybody's talking about the touch that's going on with the feet. The problem I have is he, he's been elbowed in the throat, Douglas Louise is, before there's any contact with the feet, which is obviously going to unbalance him. So... 
it doesn't really matter how much contact there is at the feet. If, if VAR can look back and say, oh, look, he's holding them back, that's okay. Well, then there's something wrong. Then there's something seriously wrong because that's what's caused the challenge. Yeah. It's It's got him in unbalanced and there's been a little bit of a touch. I'm not denying that there was a little bit of a touch, but it's just, it's wrong on so many levels. And for me, it's, for me, it's, it's ruined my weekend anyway, that's for sure. Yeah, and, and for me, like, it brings me back to Brighton. And look, we should, as football fans, we shouldn't be talking about this. We shouldn't be talking about this again. Brings me back to Brighton. And they slow it down frame by frame to see if he if he caught the ball, if he didn't catch the ball, if he caught the player, if he didn't catch the player. When you they'd slowed it down and replayed it so many times. When it came out, when you came out of it, you went, I don't know whether he's kicked him, I don't know whether he's got the ball, I don't know what the situation is here. But all I know is he impeded him from getting impeded Trezeguet from getting the ball when Trezeguet flicked the ball past yeah. him, and that was a penalty, but it wasn't given. Now we look at Paul Pogba who initiates the contact, trips himself up and gets a penalty. And there's no consistency of the application of the laws. There's no two, three, four times looking at it. There's no, uh, Michael, I think you should come over here and take a look at this as to see whether it is a penalty or not. It wasn't as, like they made it out to be a blatant penalty. An absolute blatant penalty is essentially is what they made it out the way they looked over it in VAR. Wasn't, wasn't Mac- he the same referee against Brighton? He was exactly the same you referee think, against Brighton. You think, Brighton. bear exactly. in mind that the absolute crap that's been thrown at him since then, that he would, you know, <laughs> go and have a look at it. When you don't, like, look, yeah. It's, it's, it's because he said, yes, it's definitely a penalty and nobody went... Oh, well, he uh, said yes, it's definitely a penalty against Brighton too for Villa. Pointed to the spot. Yeah, but I'm nobody on the end of his, um, his little box in Stockley Park said, oh, well, maybe not. They obviously just went, yeah, you're right. Like, there was it's, no it's discussion. Like, so like, what, there should be due process. There should be different angles. Mm. There should be, like, I'm nearly at the stage where, boy, I want them to, for every VR decision, there has to be a minimum of 30 seconds taken or something like that because I'm now at the stage, if they're going to take four or five minutes to rule out an Ali Watkins goal for offside or they're going to take four or five minutes to rule out a Trezeguet penalty for, for did he touch the ball? Ooh, it doesn't matter whether he touched the ball. Touched the the ball. player he, flicked he the ball past him against yeah. Brighton. He still kicked him. In this instance yeah. here, Trump Pogba kicks himself. It's ridiculous. It's actually mm-hmm. ridiculous. Anyway, I'm getting worked up under the collar. And to be honest with you, I don't want to give it much more oxygen. I think it's fair enough to say shit decision from a ref who pretty much did a shit job for the whole game. Um, he gave us freeze. Yeah, there's nothing against that. Absolutely. Look, he gave us the freeze that we deserved. The application of the laws in relation to people like Nemanja Matic, in relation to uh, Fred, in relation to um, even Bruno Fernandes at times. Like, it was just... Stifle, 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 stifle. And, let them away with murder. Like, I, I, I really don't think persistent fouling is a yellow card anymore. Well, it's because not, it's just it's just not given. It's McTominay, not unless, why uh, he fouled from McTominay before he was taken off? Unless you're playing against Wolves and you're an Aston Villa player. No, it's not. And look, that's going to come back to bite us as well. Mike Mike Riley, was it Mike? What was whatever his name is? He went nuts with cards. Now we've got four or five players who were on yellow one yellow card away from 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 being no for a game. Uh I'm getting a bit worked up now. So do you know what, Paddy? We'll cut it. We'll cut the VAR stuff. Look, two one loss. Whatever. Let's talk about the positives of this game. Uh team lined up, lined out again. Uh, it's the familiar looking line out line up to the team. 
um, Tyrone Mings back in defence. Actually, before we get we get through it, let's talk about their first goal as opposed to to their second yep. goal. Um, at the time, in 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 my haste, I typed Mings and the monkey hiding his face with his hands uh, emoji. And the more I look at it, the more I go, you know what? I'm not sure there's anything Tyrone Mings can really do in the moment about that. I think it's a lucky goal. And I think I think it actually is a really lucky goal for Man United. But what's your views on it? I think the mistake came beforehand, and there was it was too too casual up the pitch. But um, I I thought Mings didn't have his, his feet right for it, and I think that's the reason he didn't get to the ball. Um, I may be a bit over critical, and I'm not completely pissed off at Mings over it. I thought Maddie Target was caught as well further up the pitch and, and they broke very quickly and, and punished us that way. But um it's just it was just unfortunate because I think on another day um Mings would have dealt with that very easily but he just seemed to have his feet caught from underneath him. I I think the cross was behind him. I think he was in actually a pretty decent position. But mm. I, I think that, that was I think that goal was I think it I think Giroud meant his header more than Martial meant that one. If that I makes think Martial sense. was just happy to get something. I think he had no idea what was win, happening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I I think he expected Mings to get his head in it, and yeah. it just missed Mings. And Martial was just was just trying to head. Do you know those ones where you don't think you're actually going to get on it? And I think this just get something just, on it. Yeah, it just got something on it and it <laughs> went in. Yeah, can't quite, can't blame maybe Martinez for it. I don't think, but. I'm with you huh. on the behalf and the point of it, we left ourselves a bit open for that one. It was a bit careless mm. up the field, and when, when they did break, they broke a pace. It was a strange kind of cross too, as well. Yeah. The trajectory on it was very low, and you know, it was a miss it. I'm sure they weren't expecting it. it. Yeah, probably, probably. Yeah, but look, it's it's one of those that yeah, you draw a liner and get on with it. You know, there's mistakes made there, and I'm sure they're they're dealing with that kind of thing happening in the future. Yeah, it's um. It's unfortunate, you know. Uh, but while, while, while we've been the Courtney House fan club, I, I don't see a problem with Tyrone Wings coming back into the team. Uh, he's an English caliber defender. And to be honest with you, I'm not like, you can't turn around and say, House would have dealt with that, right? he heads everything away. <laughs> it was just like, it was a fizzer of a cross. Yeah. And look, it's just one of those things. Um, and, did, and on that subject, did, you can't you can't argue with Mings coming back into the team. No, and we've been critical you know, of Mings. Yeah, and we're allowed to be critical, so. you know. That's, that's that's why we're here, you know. But we're not we're not lambasting him from no. performance after performance. It's just, you know, he has he has an error in his locker, as do a lot of players. But uh I, I think it was, you know, he, he's a leader on the pitch and he was right to bring him back in. Um and while I was disappointed for Courtney House, who has done nothing wrong. It's probably the right decision. Anybody who sits there, any of the media will tell you, uh, anytime you listen to the match without any of the ridiculous background noise, um, you you can hear Mings and only Mings over everybody else because that's that's the type of leader he is. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I had no problem with that, with that decision at all. No, no, neither do I. And look... Uh, I it's such a, I can barely remember our goal. It's this is becoming a team, Paddy. Before yeah. I could remember all our goals, I could remember it intimately, and it, it absolutely like literally like I could close my eyes, and it was like going into the matrix. I could see it in four D almost. Yeah. Now we score so many fucking goals that I can't remember. Them. Well, I tell you, I remember I remember it because that was the first time I got irate during the match because 
When did it become a thing as well that you could actually stand over a free kick and slow the game down? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, apparently that's allowed too if you're Manchester United. Mm. Not only once, they did it twice. But luckily, from, from our point of view, uh, Grealish went on the move. So when he went to do it the second time, he wasn't blocking anyone. So we were able to take it quickly. Uh, Grealish gets it in to the back post. Um, another little fizzer of a cross and great first touch by Bertie and uh, onto his left foot and just stroked it past right. the keeper. Of course, it was onto his left foot, Paddy. You didn't even <laughs> need to say that. <laughs> well, for a guy that has no right foot, that was a, a wonderful first touch. He it killed was, the ball. Yeah. He yeah. killed the ball exactly where he wanted it to go and, no, and it stuck was, it away. It was, yeah. it was, it was great. It was fantastic. And uh, I think that's that's something that I want to get onto as well. Like another top six team. Look, we're going to have like the the second league now, joint top, whatever you want, where you want to call it. Joint um, top. I know, doesn't it sicken you? But uh, <laughs> weren't, these, weren't these the guys who were slagging Liverpool for looking for a trophy for second place? Yeah, you know, they're saying they're joint top. Look, looking for a trophy. Get a for, fucking life for, for themselves. COVID. Fucking <laughs> but uh, uh, we've we've held our own with anybody and everybody this year. Um, we've done it with style. We've done it with, with 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 class. We've done it with attacking intent. We've done it with good defense. We've done it. I uh, genuinely, I am yet to see a midfield that is more coherent and has a better structure to it than our midfield tree. Uh, regardless of whether whether Jack is playing at the top of the the tree or whether Barkley is playing there, mm. the 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 cohesion between Douglas Louise and even when Douglas Louise was out, we were pretty pretty solid in there as well. You know that midfield tree is amazing. The positives from this is we're hanging with the big boys, and I'm going to call United a big boy because look, they're performing well this season. They, look, we can call them Pen, Penchester United or whatever, but they're getting wins, and they, they they're getting look, wins and they're getting the decisions, you know. But, but look, the but moral of the story is we're 15 games in now. 15 yeah. games in, we're seventh. We're yeah. nearly safe, and the only team <laughs> to overrun us for a full game were Leeds. Yeah. yeah, every other game we've been in and had a chance of winning. Absolutely. Even having gone so far behind against Southampton, we came back into it and could have nicked it in the end. If it had gone on another few minutes, what's to say we wouldn't have scored? You and know, speaking about the Leeds game as well, yeah. Paddy, I know this could be once again the fact that I haven't watched it today or yesterday, but we were in that game up until 50 minutes and then they just went into overdrive, uh, overdrive for, yeah. for a 30 minute period and we just couldn't stay with stick with them. Um, so there's, there's, I, I'm really looking forward to it. I've, we've said it before, I'm looking forward to this transfer window. I'm looking forward to when there are two players coming in. I'm looking forward to Liverpool in the Cup. I'm looking forward to Spurs. I think us against Spurs is going to be a banger of a game. I really do. I think it's going to be an enjoyable game. Mm-hmm. Watch for every neutral. I think that game was an enjoyable watch for every every neutral. And the Chelsea game was an enjoyable watch for every neutral. Yeah. You know, you just go back through it. We're playing good football, very good football. And we're punching above our weight. In comparison, like with the, with the players we have, we're punching above our weight. We played the same 11 Barmings uh, yesterday, as we pretty much have all Christmas. United could make a few substitutions. Chelsea could certainly make a few substitutions. We're we're a throwback team almost at the moment with with Jack Grealish in there, and I bloody love it. You know what? I love it. It's like watching uh, it's like watching us under uh, under Brian Little. Uh, or any of those teams, you know, we're, we're a throwback team. We're really good, and teams find it very difficult. United celebrated. They were on their knees. They were hugging each other. They were dancing in the middle of the field, um, yeah, because they knew that they had beaten a good team. And I, I, I know, look, it was it was go, going, but they had this built up as their redemption game to go back to the top, top of the league. I wonder um, did Roy Keane think their celebrations were over the top? 
<laughs> Just we're getting them all tonight. Getting Refs, all the assholes in tonight, isn't we? <laughs> right, Keen, we're getting them all. We're getting and them speaking all of assholes, I see Jose Mourinho bigging us up ahead of that game as well. <laughs> um it's uh yeah, it's uh look uh, okay, you mentioned the tr- you mentioned the transfer window, and I think it's a good segue on to talk about Ross Barkley. I'm I'm a little yeah. bit worried that he's he's been out so long and, and not got back in there, and it's probably probably why there hasn't been much talk of him signing permanently, you know, because it seems like an awful long time to recover. And I completely understand the science of um injuries of that kind in this type of weather. It's so bloody cold, you wouldn't be throwing him back in there. And I'm okay with that. But if we're, if we're going to stay up there and we're going to compete, we need to have backup. And, you know, you're sitting there the other night and we go 2-1 down and you go, what can we do to, to stretch them a bit more? And there's, it's just not there. So I, I do think we're going to have to make a couple of signings. I definitely oh, yeah. do. Um, I, don't, I, don't, I honestly don't think we're going to spend big bucks. Um, if we do, it probably will be Ross Barkley. I don't know if that's even on the cards or even available to us. I think it um, is. I think it has to be as well. I, I'm, I, this, this isn't bothering me this six week or this 42 day, 43 days. No, cause I only looked it up yesterday. 43 day layoff that he's had, uh, is, um, it, it doesn't concern me too much. Hamstring injuries are mm. four to six weeks. Like they, they just I think, are. I think from our point of view, it's vital to get him back because I, th- I think it, yeah. Jack is just so much more effective when you play him out in the wing. And, like he, and that's that's more of that's more of a reason for us to sign him. Yeah, sign him and manage him. Sign mm-hmm. him, and if needs be, manage. Now, look, I'm not saying you go in, you spend seventy million on him, and you pay over the odds. I'm saying go and pay a fair price for him. I think you get him for twenty five million. I really do. I think we would. Yeah, and 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 I'm okay with spending twenty five million on him because if we want to get to that, get to those places, like bring him in, like the days of us having to rely on our first 11, 14 pairs. Is is uh, it's gone? It should be gone. If we sign a fellow for twenty five million, has to be a squad. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm all up for signing him. I'm all up for signing two midfield players. Him, I've spoken. I I tweeted recently about a guy by the name of Patrick Borg who plays for Bordeaux Glimt. Not to be oh, confused my, with Patrick Berger. Not to be confused <laughs> with Patrick Berger. Oh my God, Patrick Borg in this midfield as a Douglas Louise coming in. He's twenty three years of age, so he's not going to come in and and basically be in awe of anyone. He's actually yeah. younger than Douglas Louise, or he's older than Douglas Louise, should I say? But for him to come in and learn the ropes, for God forbid, like the succession planning we would have there, he's very similar to Douglas Louise. Bring him in, play him alongside there, give him a couple of games, rest Dougie, whatever. If if Man City played our cards, their, their trump card and we call him back, we've got someone in there. I obviously think we're probably going to need to sign a striker. I'm okay with signing somebody up there. I'm, I'm okay with not blowing the budget on somebody um, this year because we're going to get Wesley back, so we're going to have a rotation of three people yeah. up there. So I'm okay with not blowing the budget in January. I'm okay with bringing someone in on loan. Maybe it isn't getting a fair shot. Look, the, the, goals, the goals are coming from elsewhere too yeah. because, because of the work of what we have from, from Watkins. So I'm okay with that too. Leave, leave it the way it is. It's fine. We will have the backup. Um, Keenan came on and put himself about as well the other night. Probably I don't know. I, I can't put my finger on what Keenan is doing wrong. I know he can't score a goal, but sure, people are saying that about Watkins at the moment as well. So yeah. um, it would be nice to bring in a striker, but I think with the, with the goals coming from Traore, El Ghazi, Jack, Barkley, you know, throughout this season, I, I, I'm quite happy that the goals are coming from somewhere and not just from the striker. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I'm not concerned that the goals will dry up for this team either because of the dynamism that we have and the way we break. And we, the reason I'm not concerned is we're missing like with with 
with Ross Barkley not being in there, we're arguably missing our two best uh, wingers in mm. Trezeguet and Jack being out there. Yet our two supposed <laughs> second second string wingers are after coming in, they're after scoring eight goals between them. Yeah. So like you know, we're blessed in that in that aspect. I just would like somebody uh, to come in or to to be a rotational player up front. Um, and look, even push Watkins like just because we paid what was it twenty eight million, thirty three million, whatever it was for Watkins. I love him absolutely. But if we've got two players up there that are great, I remember when Aguero was was banging him in. Next thing, all of a sudden, Man City by Gabriel Jesus and starts and start him up there. I'm not saying that we're at Man City's level, but competition breeds success. And I'm exactly. sure Ali Watkins would prefer to would prefer to have 22 games with 11 goals and a medal in his back pocket than to have 38 38 games with seven goals and nothing in his back pocket. I'm not saying that he's only going to score seven goals, but competition breeds success, yeah. freshness breeds success as well. And I'm really looking forward to it. I want to put that game behind us. We did a lot of swearing on this podcast. That's not going to be. <laughs> I know it's not going to be a staple for 2021. I'm damn sure of it. Yeah. But I hope uh, not. Because no, my father will probably listen on his walk tomorrow. My father, the Man City fan, will be listening on his walk tomorrow. And yeah. Too, so. my, my dad liked one of my tweets. I didn't know he listened. I didn't know. Well, maybe he doesn't, but I didn't know he listens to the podcast. And he will definitely burst the blood vessel when he hears how much I swore on this podcast anyway. So 35 years of age, but you always have to keep daddy happy. Like, you know, that's oh, the thing. Of course, of course. <laughs> I think, uh, I think we, we might be adding a, a certain referee to our list alongside Kevin Friend to keep the hell away from us for a while. <laughs> So, uh, we, we, yeah we leave him at that yeah. but um it's uh yeah i think it's time to draw a line under it i'm still really really bitter yeah and i think there'll be a lot of fans out there that are um I, you know i i've said it a couple of times i would have rather gone out and lost four nil and have to deal with the weekend that way then then put your hands up and go yeah we're beaten by the better side that's not the way it was we were beaten by a decision completely out of our hands. Yeah. And for the the fans who support the team and they'll have that that top six or top four or top whatever you want to call it, that's perfectly normal for them. It's not for us. Yeah. Yeah. You know, My, so. Exactly. And do you know what I've and this is something I I've started to do even since probably in lockdown last year, I started thinking, right. Yes, even though we do lose, and I may not display it because the rant that went down earlier, but even though we lose against contentious decisions, it's the overall play of the team, the positive, that that, that stuff is, because the players players will, I know some of them tweeted, and rightly so, but what will happen is the players will go away. They'll wake up next morning, they'll forget about that. They'll be watching the, the, the video back again. They'll be going, I did everything pitch perfect except for one little thing or two little things. Yeah. And I think as fans, it's very difficult because we only get to watch the game once, maybe twice if you've DVR'd it or something like that. But it's uh, it's it's something that, uh, that I think is really holding this team together that when they have contentious decisions, they can take, they can, they can compartmentalize it and move forward. And once again, to do with the team structure, the team mentality, the family that, that Dean Smith has built there. And that is, un, that's unpurchasable. It's unpurchasable. It's just lightning in a bottle. And that's what I'm absolutely delighted mm-hmm. about this team. And I know that it's going to be come to fruition and bring on Liverpool in a couple of days time is what I say and see what happens in the, in the cup. Free shot. And I know we don't like saying it, but this is actually a free shot. Ah, oh, but look, it, it, it is what it is, but if we go out and lose three or four nil to Liverpool, I put my hands up and go, grand, yeah. we're beaten by the better team. That's all That's all you want as a fan. Yeah, You know, being beaten by a bit of magic. Yeah, fine. Absolutely fine with that. Paul Scholes scoring that goal from 25 yards with the volley. Yeah. Fine. 
beaten, tough. Get on with it, move on to the next one, but not when you're beaten by a professional referee. Not one of them, not two of them, three of them watching it, making a decision. Decision will always go to the big club. I don't care what anyone says. When you're up there, and people said to me, oh, uh, sure, you were the big team in the championship and you got everything. No, we didn't. (laughs) No, we didn't. No, we didn't. The (laughs) first time I felt like a big team in the championship is when that commentator said the fallen giant is back on its feet. That's yeah. the first time we felt like a big team in the championship. And because and just for people who don't know, that's when we were promoted. <laughs> that's when we were promoted, yeah. So we were no longer a championship team. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, listen, guys, we've rambled on enough. Uh, the game is probably, the, there's only the dying embers of the game. It's probably gone for most of your mind. So sorry to bring it back up again. But hopefully we, uh, we now transition towards the Liverpool game. Thanks ever so much for everybody for listening. Thanks again, Paddy. Hope everybody had a great New Year's Day uh, and New Year's Eve, even apart from the decision. Uh, I'll see, see you Friday for a can, hopefully. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> I, I will see you. On, is it Friday? No, it's Friday a, night. Yeah. Is it Friday night? We'll see you Friday night for a can, guys. Uh, you can follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can follow me on at Love McGrath, uh, Love McGrath Pod. Thanks everybody as always for listening. It's been a ba- it's been a blast of of a last year. Here's to another very very good year. And all that's left to say. Is up the villa. Up the villa. Sports Social Podcast Network.